This is uh, GP Legends, the podcast. Um, I'm here yeah. with uh, Tony Bushart, Corbin Bushart, and I'm Aaron Bushart. We are, in fact, brothers that just love the hell out of MotoGP and uh, want to bring our, for whatever it's worth, uh, commentary to you all about what we think about MotoGP, um, what's happening. And so this is our pre, pre-weekend um, Hareth, uh kind of breakdown. And uh, we're going to talk about Hareff, everything else, everything we like to do. Um, we're going to have beers and just and just talk about it. And if it's interesting, that'll be cool. So <laughs> For sure. with, with that, let's just dive into um, Hareth, always insane weekend. Super excited. Um, biggest question on everybody's mind, I think, at least mine, because I'm obviously a huge Mark Marquez fan. You know, is Mark going to be back this week? It's a great question. I would be shocked if he's not back. I really think he's going to try everything to be at Jerez in Spain, like we were just talking, one of the you know fastest guys at Jerez. So even on a Honda, I think this track suits the Honda as much as any track does. Um, so I think he's going to definitely want to be here and put put up a show if he can. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that. I've there's very little news on the subject. I was pouring over it ahead of the pod today just to try to understand you know what, if there's any insight to this. It's rumored that he will be there uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I have a hard time believing that he doesn't tr- that he would travel and do this. Um, he has, has so much experience. We have so much experience with Marquez being injured that he rarely travels to a track and instead of staying home and training if he is recovering. Uh, so I think it'd be it'd be a little bit strange for his behavior. Granted, this is in Spain in his in his home you know in his his home it country close, where yeah. it's close by. He could just be going to support Alex. Um, which would be very typical, Mark. So, you know, we hope, though, that uh, he's going because he's fit enough to ride, and we're going to see a Mark Marquez show. Um, I, I think that's what we all want to do. He's definitely going to light it up if he's there. I have no question about that. Uh, I'm really excited to see Danny come back. Danny Pedrosa is going to be wild carding Ooh, on a KTM. I didn't realize that. that Did not know that. It's going to be one of the best KTMs that we've seen. You know, ever this bike, you know, for what we've seen from Jack Miller on, and even Brad Bender in the sprint race at um, Puerto Mayo, like this guy is gonna be something to keep an eye on. He's he's potential dark horse. Last wild card he did, um, you know, he, he was around tenth place. Um, but uh, I really think at Jerez, you know, if there's any spark in Danny, we might see it here. So I'm really excited to see what the little samurai can bring this weekend. I'm all giddy inside. <laughs> I love Danny Pedrosa. Yeah, I mean, man. it's all nostalgia yeah. and everything, but man, if if the guy could show up, he's he's definitely capable of a, a one-off hit, and uh, it'd be amazing to see him do well. Yeah, uh, I mean, if we saw him on the podium, I, I'd freak out. <laughs> oh my god, so amazing. Uh, yeah, we love Danny Pedrosa. That's for sure. Um, yeah, amazing to see him back. That's really awesome. I had no idea he's gonna be back this week. That's yeah, for sure. It's so, awesome. That's a that's a fun story. I mean, you know, as Americans watching Danny's evolution from taking out Nicky Hayden in 2006 in the championship year and hating his guts and <laughs> and hating Honda the Evil Empire to uh watching Danny grow up and and really become this pretty awesome mature, you know, role model type of guy. Absolutely. And and definitely want to root for him. Um yeah, he's he's definitely got all my support this weekend. Yep, for sure. Always wanted to see Danny on any other bike besides a Honda, especially at the end of his career when um, 
yeah, all, all the talk was that he was just too lightweight to, to ride the thing anymore. And then also just to watch his style all through his career, how smooth and how fast he was. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt a little bit like he got marooned on that Honda when I always wondered what he could have done on a Suzuki or a Yamaha. So Yeah, for sure. Let's see what KTM has to offer. Yeah, he, could, know, he could be dangerous on a KTM. He, he could really be. could, he be. could be really fast. I think <laughs> yeah. the guy can probably ride about anything. And uh, KTM is definitely going to suit the way he rode the Honda, I think. Um, I think the last time, I didn't really look this up, but the last time we saw Danny ride was at the Red Bull ring. He wild-carded on a KTM as a test rider a couple years ago. Um, I think he was around 10th, but that KTM that he rode That's a totally different bike. Was, was not that great of a bike. He was in the mix with the other KTM riders at that time. So I, I'm excited, you know, with the, the potential that Brad and Jack have showed, you know, mm-hmm. it could be really interesting. Yeah, that's really I mean, exciting. And, and to that matter, you know, Jack and Brad, like those guys, I think they got a shot, you know, definitely top five this weekend. Um I've been blown away by Jack Miller on that bike this this year so far, and uh, I really hope Jack can can put it together and and put in a performance that really showcases the KTM. Uh, and you just never know with Brad; he's going to show up in race day, and you know he's going to do something crazy. So uh, I think he's done well at Hereth before, and so yeah, I mean KTM could definitely be a, a big contender this weekend. Yeah, it's been fun to watch Jack transition to the KTM and how quickly he's taken to it. You know, a lot of riders take weeks and weeks, if not a whole year, to adapt to a new bike. We've seen Jack within the first couple of races already competing for podiums, um, going all out in sprint race. So I'm, I'm hopeful that that's just a sign of things to come. It probably helps that he has ridden, what, Honda, Ducati. He's and got so a he knows how to experience. Yeah, a lot of experience. He knows how to, how to switch from one bike to another now. Um, but he's also exciting to see. He is as good of a control rider as we have to watch switch from one bike to another because he's so experienced, because we have so much um, data just as viewers and fans of watching him. To see him jump onto a KTM where it's been it's been Binder, Oliveira, who are streaky. Um, now we've got Jack to see you know, what can, how does a KTM stack up? And, and we're seeing, I mean, it's continuing to make improvements as well as a bike, but yep. we're seeing Jack now show what the KTM has. So that's been that's right. been fun to watch. I think he's going to be a, a pretty solid, consistent guy. He does crash every once in a while, but, um, you know, he's usually around the same spot for most of the race, whether he crashes or finishes, you know, at least you know where, where he was or what his potential was going to be. And, um, yeah, it, you know, Thriller Miller, man, you ready for the ride? Let's do it. Good old jackass. Absolutely. <clears throat> um what do we th- so last year we saw uh Peco first, Quadraro second, and Alexis Spargo actually in third. Um, followed by Marquez, by the way, Mark Marquez. Mm-hmm. So, um, really interested to see um, if this is a track that Yamaha can compete at for the first time this year. You know, really, I guess I shouldn't say that for the first time. I think Morbidelli absolutely crushed it at Argentina and demonstrated. Mm-hmm. Fabio was on the box last you know, weekend, so yeah, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. So I think, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see if Fabio can show up. I think, you know, in another lap uh, last year, um, he would he he may have he may have gotten Peko. Um, so really interested to see what you know, what do you guys think about you know Yamaha's chances here? Morbidelli is obviously fighting for his seat at this point. Yeah, uh, man. This season. I'm a huge Frankie fan. I hope he does really well. I think this race is really going to be sort of make or break for Frankie because. 
Hareth is a testing hotspot. Yamaha have tons of data. They've already been here, you know, in, in preseason testing. And Frankie needs to, to to show up, and he needs to do really well. You know, he might not have to be Fabio, but he's got to be top five. And um, <clears throat> I hope he can do it. If he can't, you know, that might not be the nail in the coffin, but it's going to be pretty close. I mean, Jerez is the start of the European season. You know, th- this is where everybody sort of expects you to be able to show your potential. And so, yeah, Frankie needs to to turn up. And Fabio, I'm 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 not worried. You know, he's going to come, and and he's going to be there. You know, like last year, I think, I think that you know the tight circuits like Jerez fit fit the Yamaha well. Obviously, they don't have to worry about the horsepower nearly as much here. So yeah, I you know Fabio's definitely got a chance to to win if he qualifies well, um, and you know should be in the battle for the podium. Uh, what do we think about Honda? Obviously, if Mark is is racing. Um, you're, you know, you're setting up for fireworks. Um, this is, this is the race of, you know, this is the track where he made his insane comeback and, uh, from the back and then ultimately injured himself that started his, uh, in and out, um, kind of often on the bike, uh, injury stint, uh, sort of, you know, mid career crisis, uh, you could say for, for Mark, uh, but also the place where we saw before that him, do something we've probably never seen anybody do on a bike before. No, nobody else like Marquez has really been able to accomplish uh, coming, going off the track, coming back on the track, fighting all the way up through the field. I think crashing out of second um, when he got injured. Yeah, he was definitely Ab- up there. Absolutely insane. Mm. So, you know, obviously I think, you know, the Honda story, if Mark is riding um, is a really just a Mark Marquez story. If you ask me, I'm curious what you guys think about, um, you know, obviously Renz is coming off the win in Coda. Um, looking, you know, in great form. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'd love to see if Rins can keep his form. I think that's always a question. Um, but yeah, you, we do. We feel obviously the Honda can be faster. <laughs> you know, uh, it's obviously a, 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 a bike, uh, a track that Honda's bike can be very strong at. Regardless, you know, even though it's it's struggling a little bit right now to keep up. Um, but if it can shine, similar to Coda, this is a good race for them to show up. What do you guys think about um, you know other contenders on the Honda side? You know, you see anything from? Well, I feel like I'm more confused than ever about what to make of the Honda because of Renz's performance last week. Oh, for like, sure. This is the first time we've seen any Honda rider not named Mark Marquez do anything on this bike in how long? It's been forever. And so that was like totally out of left field. I think for all of us to see him ride the the tail of Peko for that long and then force him into the mistake take the win by three seconds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was a healthy margin. Um, but again, I just throw my hands up in the air and I say, where is this bike at? And then, of course, I mean, this is looking backwards at Kodo. But what what could Mark have done? He surely would have been right up there with them, especially yeah. at Kodo where he's been so dominant. But now looking at Hareth, I don't even know what to make of all this. Like they, they do have, as riders, they all have a wealth of experience here. They know how to ride this track. Um, Clearly, Rins is getting some familiarity with the bike. If Mark comes back, man, we got fireworks on the way. Oh, man. I couldn't agree more with, you know, being confused about what Honda is doing or how what to even predict because, yeah, Mark can be super fast at Jerez as we've seen. But, like, Rins, what in the heck, man? Like, that guy, I was one of his biggest doubters. I have said many terrible things about Alex Rins. He was the most boring rider that I have watched in the last few years. I thought he needed to get the heck out of the Suzuki. 
He was taking a spot from somebody more deserving. Yeah, he won races. Yeah, he was quick. But like, man, what I would have loved to see Frankie Morbidelli in Renz's shoes. But, you know, that, you know, who knows with Frankie, it's just, it's really hard to tell. But um, Renz put all my doubts, you know, to bed at Coda. Well, it's like he does this every, I don't know, every month or two, like he comes out with some crazy performance that makes him look like an alien Once or twice for a, a one-off. Once or twice a season, right. he'll show you some brilliant thing, What his, how brilliant and capable he really is. Um, uh, that's why, you know, I say it would be amazing to see him stay in this form, although we've never seen that before. Right. Um, it would be incredible to see Rins ride the way we, you know, like I said, a couple of times a season. He'll do something. He'll, you know, whether it's the podium or a win, um, you know, he will just absolutely blow your mind. Or, you know, a huge charge from behind. Um, you know, so I just, you know, you you really love to see him in that form. Uh, I think, you know, I think we've all, all made the comment over the last couple of seasons. You know, uh, how you know how on earth does Rins still have a job sometimes uh, at Suzuki when he's just crashing all the time um, and right. just really, really not uh, putting his best foot forward. Uh, and not being able to stay in good form, knowing he has a potential, you know, I thought Suzuki was incredibly patient with him. Uh, through that, I think he, you know, honestly was lucky to have uh, a ride, you know, around this season with all the fast riders out there. Mm-hmm. So amazing to see him succeed at Coda. I think I would love to see Rins be successful. Uh, I'd love to see him see him stay in the same form and compete uh, this, you know, this weekend. Um, I doubt that he will. <laughs> right. I just do. This is just it. I just I just don't I just don't see him staying in the headspace that you have to be in um, for more than a week at a time. It's just never happened for him um, so far. But hey, it would be absolutely incredible to see him uh, come out in incredible form and you know and really show up. Yeah, man. Come on, Rins. Prove me wrong. You know, on your day, you are. It's your day, and you win. You dominate. But man, there's so many days that you're winning and it's not your day and you crash out and it's yeah. pretty sad. So prove me wrong. You know, this, you know, bring the Honda to another level, show that you can be the guy that can put Mark Marquez in his place and you can run with him on his bike. And uh, I, I, I agree, man. It would have been amazing to see Mark on the Honda at Coda and watch Rinzen and Marquez showdown because oh, amazing. that would have been a sight. You know, we got robbed from what could have been a, a phenomenal race at Coda between those two. And so, you know, we got a shot at that. Again, I think Rins can do well at Jerez. Um, you know, if the Honda, you know, maybe they found something that all the Honda riders or at least Rins and Marquez can ride. Uh, I don't know if it's the the Kalex chassis or if uh, Honda found something. You know, Lucio Cecinello was saying they, they, they went a certain direction. Nobody knows, or at least I don't know, if it was the Kalex direction or if they uh, Hondas found their own chassis to work. Uh, they brought something for for Rins, and he made it happen. So, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see, you know, if uh, if Mark or Alex can pull it off on the Honda. I just don't see Mir or Taka being able to pull anything out on the Honda. I mean, you know, Hareth and for Mir, that's you know a home track, but. You know, maybe he'll show up, but I don't know. I haven't seen it from Mir yet. I think he's just as lost as like Pole has been on the Honda. Yeah. Uh and, and Lorenzo. Like it's you know, haven't haven't seen it yet. Yeah, Mir does has not yet shown a, even a glimmer of uh having a handle on that bike. Uh just does not seem to be able to find any magic with it. I think there was a little flash where he had a good practice or maybe a decent qualifying in the last couple of weeks, but 
you know, outside of that, you know, one one shot where he yeah. maybe made Q2, I think. Uh, yeah, it really hasn't been there for him. Yeah, certainly the results aren't there. I think I have I have some long term concerns about Mir. We haven't seen him look the same like, since he won since he won the championship and was it 2020? Mm-hmm. And that was sort of the back end of the season, riding really strong, consistent, getting podiums in a really quirky year. Yeah, not winning a lot of races though either. Like it was right, probably, he, he only won the last one, right? Finally, yeah, and, really one of the yeah. most you know uh, kind of lackluster type of world title that you want to win. You know, with I think only one win in the season. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, you, you never want to take anything away from a, from a world title, but right. certainly not the way that most people envision. You know, taking right. to, taking yeah. one home, odd year, COVID year. Um, and yeah, I just don't think we've seen the form uh, that he had even after that on the Suzuki. I think he was always dangerous and he was always fast, but we never saw that consistency uh, come back again. So I, I tend to agree with you that really interested to see if Mir is, um, you know, has it, you know, has another, you know, world title contending shot uh, on any bike really, you know, does he have it within him to, to pull that off? Um, for now, I expect him to sit in the middle to the back of the pack. Yep. yep. Agreed. Yep. All right. So, I think Aprilia is gonna gonna be there. I, I think that Aleish is gonna make a move. I think he's got the potential. He just hasn't put it together. He was, he was close at Coda uh, in the in the race on Sunday until he crashed out, uh, which you know obviously isn't good. But well, they um, had a, it was a he had a, he claimed uh, it had, he had a ride height device. The ride right height device again. failed on yeah. on both his bike. Yeah, Aprilia's got a problem with the ride height device, and I believe it failed on Raul Fernandez's bike too. So. Um, they definitely were having some trouble with that. Uh, if you all haven't followed Sofa Racer on Twitter, I highly recommend it. Um, he's telling, you know, Aprilia, well, their fix for the weekend is WD-40, you know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> apparently need a little lubrication on the, mm-hmm. the ride height yeah. device. It seems like they have an engineering problem with the ride height device. It's been a challenge multiple times last year. Um, they had a manual ride height device at some point. Um, that's very, I think would be in my opinion, it would be very difficult to operate when Ducati's out there on automatic and Honda's out there on automatic. Uh, that's just a lot more for the rider to have to worry about. You hear the riders pull when they're, the riders are pulled on whether or not ride height devices should be allowed or not. Um, everybody with an automatic one's like, yeah, I think they're sweet. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else that doesn't have it figured out, it's like, nah, these are crap. The riders got too much to do anyway. They break so, too often. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think it really doesn't, like, that is, it's part of the rules. It's part of the competition. It's a huge factor. We saw what happened with Suzuki uh, when they didn't have one at all and trying to compete. And it was just sad to watch because they had otherwise a perfectly capable bike. And you just watch them not be able to get the rear grip and just that squat device um, took them out of, um, it wasn't 2021, 2021 season. I think so. Yeah. I just absolutely took both their riders out of that season. Um, because they just, you know, they were like waiting for the parts to arrive for this new device, which I, I they apparently got right, uh, before they bailed on the, right on the sport. But, um, yeah, probably has got to get that figured out. Yeah. I would hate to see that be a factor at her F. Um, LA got fourth was very competitive last year. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be there. I think he's got a decent shot, assuming the bike holds up. That's, you know, Aprilia has gotten over a lot of their mechanical gremlins and problems, but, you know, they still are battling with some of that stuff. If they figure it out, if they if they keep the bike under a leash, I think he's got a shot. Um, I think Oliveira, you know, that guy is going to show us some talent again. You know, he can be a little streaky, but, he, you know, if he's healthy and he's fast there, I think that Aprilia might really work for him. Um, and you know, 
who knows with Maverick, right? Right. Like, you know, he could just come out and win and, and just... <laughs> Maverick's going to win a race. It. It's yeah. going to happen He's on an Aprilia. Yeah. He's going to win a race, but... He might also finish 20th this weekend. Who knows? So, like, he's got the talent. Who knows? He's so up and down. I I am a fan. I've got a new Maverick helmet for this season, and it's freaking awesome. But it's just like, I don't know what to do with him, man. Like, his head is just all over the place. And if he can't start, it's over. If he gets an okay start, which seems Mm -hmm. to be 10% of the time, yeah, he's in with a shout. I mean, you can't ever write him off if he gets a decent start. And it feels a little bit like step by step throughout his career, he's getting a little more and more grounded, a little like pieces are, make, are falling more and more into place. Make a progress. But like we all have this thing with Maverick where um, like fool me once, right? Like right. we've we've <laughs> yeah. seen the, the testing num- mm-hmm. like uh, times. We've seen. Fastest tester ever. Yeah. Practice, qualifying. We've seen him get like really hot in races. Like how many races is he putting in the best laps on lap 15? Yeah, man. Like totally obliterating the field in 12th. Yeah. I was like, what do you do with this guy? But it it does start to feel like bit by bit he's he's getting more grounded. He's he's learning how to be a little maybe more like, I don't know, I want to get too into his head about it, but maybe a little more emotionally intelligent, just like. Yeah. Um, just knowing like, how to ride the highs and the lows and just mm-hmm. not get so swept up. Um, and now now what we're talking about more with Maverick is can he start? Can he qualify? Mm-hmm. Um, because it seems like, man, we're just another. still feels like we're just one step away from the Maverick we always hope. Yeah, will, I think I'm going to go up. home and have my uh, first grade daughter put together a little project for him, you know, that's like testing champion trophy. Because, like, that's got to be, like, the best <laughs> trophy He's ever going to have. No, I'm just kidding. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully he can pull it together and get it one of these days. But, you know, like, yeah, it's just it keeps going on and on and on. And yeah, he always gives me the impression like and this is you can only you know tell so much from after race interviews and and the the access that we actually get to these guys thinking. Um, But, you know, coming off of like the Yamaha disaster with him, um, he's just left me in a place where like I genuinely wonder if he's a competitive guy. (laughs) <laughs> like because he just doesn't seem to care like he's just content he's just like yeah we didn't do very well this week well, um and you know like i said you never know you can't get inside the head of these riders you don't you know you have no idea if you know the way that they speak to the media and the way they speak to us has any bearing at all whatsoever on their state of mind um and you know tony you might have some more insight to that but. it's just that emotional journey that he's been through because there have been times when he's thrown fits and like it is awful to watch him in the box because he just looks like he's pissed off and sad and mad and you know every emotion's going through him and so I, I kind of feel like you know at this point when we're watching him yeah he probably looks like he doesn't care but yeah I don't know I think he cares but yeah is that is that killer edge there you know like he has gotten married he's got a kid you know like family starting to set in like you know I, I'm an old man with with kids now and like those things play a part in how competitive and like how much you're willing to just put yourself out there, you know, to to do what you have to do to be at that just cutting edge limit, you know. So I think he's willing to risk it, but like that's that's the thing about his starts. Like, you know, as a racer, if you're those starts like are always the scariest part of the race. Like your heart's just pounding. You're like, I'm not sure I can do this. And then, you, like, I, I'm sure that every racer, you have to have those feelings or you shouldn't be there because you're, you know, you're 
you're either not going to be competitive or you're not going to fight for that last edge. But like, you know, lining up at a race like that, I mean, I know what it's like club racing, but to be on the MotoGP grid, like you, your life is basically flashing before your eyes and you have 20 other bikes all trying to pile into the same corner at, you know, hundred miles an hour. It's definitely not for the faint of heart. And if you have any inkling of me, like life conservation, uh, it's going to be disastrous in that sport. And so I don't know. I mean, the, the start thing for me has always made me wonder, like, is Maverick scared? And that's fine. But like, if he's scared, that could be where his downfall is, you know, in terms of like not being able to stick it in to turn one alongside of people. I mean, you go back and look at all these races and yeah, he's done it. But like, is it that little bit that's just holding him back that he just can't, you know, stick it in there and be at the front at the front of races? Yeah, absolutely. Um, curious what your guys thoughts are on uh, the VR46 team uh, this week. Uh, we've obviously seen some brilliance from that team. I, ex- I think we expect um, a race win from Marini this year. Um, yeah. I think we expect more from Bezeki. Um, he's oh, leading, man. leading the championship, right? I so. think Bezeki is a dark horse for the championship. I mean, it's kind of hard, weird to say that with him being in the lead of the championship, but, you know, like I don't think anybody really expected that out of him for sure. I mean, his dominant race win in Argentina was a little bit unexpected too. Like everybody sort of knew he had the potential to win, but he didn't just win that race. He dominated that race. And, and in the wet. where he, and in the he wet. Self-admittedly uh, is not great in the wet. Right. <laughs> so he dabs, like, to his own account of that race is that was kind of a freak event uh, for him. He was in the zone. He felt it. He felt every part of that win. Um, but that was new to him. And that that type of confidence that that type of win builds for you where you literally yep. have like an enlightening moment where you're like, wait, I'm the fastest guy in the wet. And I didn't even think I was that good in the wet. The, right. What that has to do to your confidence uh, throughout the rest of the season um, as a rider is I, I can only imagine. And so I, I, you know, I'm really excited to see what what he comes out uh, with this weekend and through the rest of the season. I mean, I think it's going to be incredible. Um, there's so many Ducatis on the grid. They're all ridiculously fast. Right. Um, every single one of these guys has the ability to win races, yeah. uh, multiple races it, potentially. It is. Um, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, it's just, you know, the the amount of riders that can win this race this weekend is absolutely, I mean, every weekend, but I think especially this weekend with Honda likely to be com- being competitive with KTM and, you know, Jack's performance at Coda, he seems to be having a good handle on the bike. Um, you know, the Aprilia is doing well here last year. Um, having two riders that could potentially win this race. Um, you know, you just th- see through the depth of the field. Right. Just like who, I mean, like, I feel like we're going through this and we're just like, well, this guy could win and this guy could win and this guy could win. <laughs> it's like, well, not everybody can win or podium. Yeah. There's only three spots on the podium. Absolutely. But like, I mean, I, yeah. we really are in for like, you know, I think one of potentially the best races that we've seen in a while. And we've seen some really good races, you know, lately. I mean, I, yeah, Bezeki has got all the tools that Ducati that Marini and Bezeki are on is obviously one of the best bikes on the grid. It won the championship last year. I think Ducati have made improvements on the 2023 bike, but again, like they're sort of sorting through that. Uh, I think that Peko is trying to wrap his brain around it. It takes him a little bit, as we saw last year, and he admits, you know, it takes him some time to get used to things. Um, and, you know, in the media, he's saying that the bike is too stable, you know, like, which is unbelievable, you know, but it's basically giving him false confidence. Uh, and so he's got to figure out how that's going to work. So 
I think Bezeki, you know, first wins bring more wins, and that's going to happen for him. So, and it could happen for Marini too. I think Marini's definitely got the talent. He's just such a slow progression. Uh, he definitely takes his time. I don't see him winning lots of races, but I definitely think he can win win a race this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bezeki, I don't really see, you know, if, if he can build off of these wins and that confidence from Argentina. And like sixth place at Coda was a bad day for him and you win championships on your, your worst days. Uh, yeah, you know, if he can keep doing that all season and, and come through with the wins every once in a while, he's going to be there. And uh, yeah, it, it would be unbelievable for... Rossi VR46 to not only win their first race this season, but a championship. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to call it yet, but it'd be pretty amazing if if Rossi was able to win another championship with a team. And uh, all credit to Bezeki for the speed and the the way he's putting it together so far. I've been super impressed just with how quickly the VR46 team is, has put this kind of team and performance together. I mean, I mean, of course, they've got uh, they had a good stable of riders to choose from, but to bring it together on the the development side of things too and to put this package together with two competitive riders who are we're both young yeah who are new to the moto gp grid with a new team uh it's pretty exciting it is for sure i mean a lot of those guys in that paddock have been around a long time you know rossi uccio flamini those guys all knew how to put together a team from their experience and that that side of things is showing you know they they kept together all the guys that they knew and had relationships with and, and you know they moved up from moto 3 and moto 2 so they were in they've been in the paddock this is not like brand new to them but you know yeah to be able to actually put it all together and and be able to win like this it, it is impressive for sure but again looking ahead to hereth like would we be surprised by anything we've we just said it we've gone through every rider and said this guy's got a shot we're looking at a top eight or top 10 of guys, mm -hmm. any of them ends up on the podium or winning, we wouldn't be shocked right now. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, throw VR46 into that. But I start to look like they're really exciting right now. I look up against the competition and I go, I don't know, man, like anything could happen. Yeah. We've got the Honda guys. We haven't even touched on like Alex Marquez is putting together oh my gosh. a quietly Let's, very uh, yeah. interesting campaign. Like, He's he's stepped right onto a new bike also, and he's outperforming anything he's done previously on a Honda, say for maybe one or two weekends. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I've been I've been having a lot of fun. I think maybe more than any rider right now. I've been watching where is Alex Marquez at because there's just something about that little brother, the storyline <laughs> that uh, I guess here I am no, in the middle of my two big brothers. <laughs> like, of course I'm going to be invested in that, but um, he, he's in the shadow, right? And and. To have these moments to step out of the shadow, to get off of a of a bike that, honestly, no one, at least until last weekend, I thought no one could ride um, except for uh, Alex, or sorry, Mark. Mm -hmm. um, and now to see him on, like just stepping onto a Ducati and he's going toe for toe with Bez, or not Bez, um, Bagnaya with Peko. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's incredible to see. Um, I, I think we are all, I've always been, as a Mark Marquez fan, always been rooting for Alex. Um, great to see him jump onto Ducati and just immediately start like becoming a, an absolute threat. There's every every weekend I think this year um, I will you know I'll have, I'll believe that Mar that Alex is is capable of winning. Um, I think he's going to put a lot of pressure on the factory team uh, throughout the year, um, as Grassini Ducatis just seem to do. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I really do think that the, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, talking about a guy I'd probably put in my top three for the win this this weekend. 
um, you know, home, you know, home country, home, you know, home track in some ways. Um, he's got a lot to prove. He's in incredible form. Uh, just super bad luck last weekend. Yeah, terrible luck. Um, you know, literally throwing up in his helmet on the sprint race, which that sounds like the worst thing. I can't imagine. Ever happened. Terrible. Throw up, crash, throw up again, get that helmet off. That just sounds so horrible. Um, you know, so. And then to be taken out um, in the first, and, yeah. you know, corners of the race. Absolutely, and then yeah, the race the next day. You know, you know, Jorge made. I made the joke that maybe Jorge got him sick the first day, (laughs) Um, so then he throws up in his helmet, and then on Sunday he just wrecks him uh, outright. And I was just, you know, he might be a little grumpy with Jorge, but he was he was a great sport about it. He honestly he let it go immediately. He said it's it's totally water under the bridge at this point. Um, Understands that you know everybody's on the limit all the time. Uh, made really good comments, as you'd expect, you know, Marquez to do. And uh, but yeah, really excited. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of confidence coming this weekend. Um, he was very fast last weekend. He just had some pretty poor luck. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, really interesting. He's got a lot. I think he's probably hunting and, and saying, you know, I, 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 I'm owed a little bit of of good fortune this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think with any good fortune, Alex Marquez is is a dangerous guy. Yeah. But does sure. it does it feel a little bit like the the pattern throughout Alex Marquez's career where he just comes on slow and steady until suddenly he's the world champion? <laughs> we saw that in Moto three. We saw that in Moto two. Now this is is this his third season in Moto GP? Maybe uh, maybe fourth, three or four. It's about like time for Alex Marquez to true. start walking up that that podium it and, and taking his place uh, at the top. Would it not just be incredible to see Alex and Mark just duking it out? Um, just at, you know, for the cha- for the world championship at some point, I think that would be one of the coolest things that we could ever imagine. And hey, MotoGP, uh, if, if there's a sport that will give you that type of you know romanticism, mm-hmm. that, that type true, of man. that type of That's incredible competition it. that you could only you could possibly only dream of, um, you know, it would be MotoGP. So. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I think that's why I've been secretly, you know, not secretly, but secretly that's the reason I've been always rooting for Alex Marquez because I everybody wants to see these brothers go at it um, and just absolutely see who's better. You know, you don't. I, I haven't heard any stories. I'd love to know if you guys have. What 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 is it like when these guys hit the dirt track at, at the at the house? You know, oh man, do these guys are they are they toe to toe? Is it big brother always beats little brother the way it is in? MotoGP and has been so far, um, you know, where's the threat there? Obviously, Mark has been the biggest fan of Alex Marquez, right? His career, you know, um, is right there when he's winning his titles, uh, going to every, you know, making sure, you know, he is really focused in on, on, on Alex's race as much as his own. So, yeah, what, what do you guys have any anecdotes that, that you're aware of that I just wonder? No, man, I've seen, I've seen some, you know, the tweets of those guys training together and riding dirt bikes together and dirt tracking. Um, and you know, I think that, that they're each other's biggest fans until they're lined up against each other. <laughs> right. I mean, there is no question that um, Mark Marquez is a killer, and uh, when anyone gets in his way, it ain't gonna be pretty. Even if it's Alex, you know, he might give Alex a, maybe a couple extra inches that he wouldn't give somebody else, but I'm sure he's not gonna be afraid to be rubbing up on Alex if he needs to to get that position. So. Yeah, I mean, it could get ugly. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Mark, you know, shove it down the inside of Alex and <laughs> push him wide and ho- hopefully not make him crash. But, you know, uh, I think there's a, yeah, you know, we, we, we watch Al- Aleish and Pole and uh, those guys go at it. You know, we've seen those brothers race and uh, the emotion that they have for one another. Uh, they definitely wear that on their sleeve. But, uh 
I, you know, I think Alex and Mark care about each other that much, but uh, I, I feel like, you know, there might be a little more quarter given between Alish and Pole than there would be Alex and Mark. I think that's probably right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, and I think that goes both ways. I think if either oh, of yeah. them have have the opportunity to to pounce, I, you know, uh, as a younger brother, like there's nothing like sticking it to your older brother. <laughs> right. uh, so I think that that's important. You want to get that chip off your shoulder in all cases. Um, and then, yeah, you're, we've already seen it when those two come together on the track uh, in a couple of rare moments. But you know, Mark has will, will bump into him like he bumps into anybody else. Uh, his elbows will be out um, with Alex. And, you know, I, I don't think Alex would expect anything else. I'm no. sure they've grown up together, elbows out hard all the time. Sure. So, um, but yeah, you know, I think we all want to see, you know, the more of that competition. And, and again, since Mark has his, you know, injury and Alex is coming into the sport, Alex kind of been stuck in a Honda, hasn't been performing for him or he's not been able to perform on. Um, and then Mark, you know, on and off the bike, not healthy, um, you know, and now on a kind of a challenged, uh, challenged bike so far. Um, yeah, I think I'm really excited to see those two go at it. It'd be incredible to see those guys go at it and rest. Even if, even if they're battling it out for fourth, I'm going to be oh, into man. it. Right. Yeah, it's going to be like great, that, yeah. that might be what we're actually <laughs> looking at coming sure. up here is, as Mark sure. is still coming back, as Alex is easing into the Ducati, it could be that we just get to see that first, uh, fight happening. Yeah. Who knows where in the field, but it'll be fun when it happens. And, and even if they do get their elbows out, if they are, you know, just absolutely dogging it against each other. They end up in the gravel. I do think they're the kind of like this brotherly relationship seems to be like as soon as they're in the gravel, it's going to be like on their feet, helping each other up. Whereas yeah, like one of the things with the Aspargaro brothers, you'll you'll really see them get into each other just like verbally. And that's <laughs> oh, fine. Yeah, like right. yeah, all brother sure. relationships are going to be what they sure. are. And uh, but it's just it is fun to watch those dynamics play out in such high intensity, high competitive arenas of life like this. Yeah. So uh, it'll be fun. It, it's uh, really good to see Alex get his shot on a different bike because, you know, his style never suited Honda or the way Mark rides. I mean, he is a completely different rider than Mark is. Uh, there was a potential for Alex to get onto a Yamaha coming from Moto2. And a certain somebody, uh, VR46, shut it down because he was not going to have a Marquez on a Yamaha. And that's a tr- that is a tragedy for, for Alex, maybe. I mean, seeing as how the Yamaha hasn't been the best bike in, in the recent past. But, you know, to see Alex on a good bike that actually mm-hmm. suits his style, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not surprising that well, he's doing well. And I think there is, you know, some rumors as well that Mark may have had a lot to do with him ending up at a Honda. Oh, for sure. And no so, question. you know... Uh, Alex has, you know, has had to have had some feeling of wanting to set his to write his mm-hmm. own story a little bit here, mm-hmm. um, coming into, you know, being basically coming in and uh, to and being having his first the first part of his MotoGP story written by, uh, you know, Valentino and and Mark's uh, rivalry and Mark's desires for him to ride on a Honda um, that did not go well for him. Um, he has to be, you know, he stepped out on a Ducati. You know that was his choice. Doesn't seem like there's anybody that's that's that was in the way of that. This was a pure Alex Marquez on merit, what he wanted, what he wanted to do, um, in a seat he deserved. And so, you know, you get him out in the clear where he is writing his own story. You know, for the first time, and like here, look, you know, in MotoGP, I should say, for the first time, and you know, look what look what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing. You know, you're exactly right that he's a very different writer than than Mark. Um, and so, you know, expecting him to kind of follow in the footsteps and become a little Mark Marquez is exactly the opposite of what Alex wants. He wants yeah. to be Alex Marquez. Um, and so I'm really excited to see him. I, he's one of my favorites for the weekend. Yeah. 
yeah, I think you could definitely pull something special off this weekend. Um, so, you guys have any like uh, top three predictions you think is going to happen this weekend? Oh man, um, it really did, like. I really hope that we see Mark. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go ahead and just predict that we're going to see Mark because he's going to be at the track, uh, and I'm going to predict that he's going to be fast. Um, so that's I don't know, that's probably my number one prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two prediction is um, I think uh, that uh, I, honestly, I honestly think that the, the most likely person to win this race is it, this race is actually Bagnaya uh, because I think coming off of last weekend he's got the he's still the guy to beat he's still the world, defending world champion he's still the fastest person I think that you would say you know on, on merit like who's going to be the fastest rider. Uh, for qualifying, who has the ability to qualify and just stay at the front and just win the race? Um, that's a huge question to ask. Is it going to be with any, anybody's power to even uh, keep up with with Pecco this weekend? He's got he's coming off of two wrecks, out of points. He's under a huge amount of pressure to put up points, um, and so I think if he qualifies really well, I think um, it's going to be really difficult to see anybody else beating him. Um, so, and then of course, you know the, the X factors that we have coming in. Um, uh, like we've discussed kind of all, all of the riders that are able to compete here, Mark being there, you know, Alex in his form and what can happen there. So you, you just absolutely never know. But I do think it is Pecco's race to lose this weekend. Um, and, you know, I think it might have, a, you know, going into the European kind of season here, I think it's it's a huge race for him. He really needs to make sure that it doesn't go, you know, downhill quickly um, in ter- for it, it with totally within his control. Yeah, you know, it's, the bike has sure. not failed him. The team has not yeah. failed him. He has failed uh, himself in these races, yep. wrecking out of a really comfortable second position in the wet, in the wet, but just no reason really at that stage of the race why he needed to to put the bike on the ground. Exactly the same thing at Coda. Um, just a very twenty twenty early twenty twenty two season esque, you know, crash. So I think he has a lot to prove to come out uh, and do that. And then you know, I, I really think that we'll see. Uh, my third my third uh, prediction is that we'll see uh, a lace. Uh, LA should do well. I would really like to see him on the podium. Yeah. Um, if I had to, if I was going to wager on where he would finish, I'd say third. All right. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I would actually. What I'm thinking right now, as I get put on the spot with a prediction, I think like quietly under the radar this season, I'm I'm paying attention to Alacia Spargro. I'm very curious to see what he does this weekend. I think we've talked about a couple other guys who have some pressure on them coming into Hareth, the beginning of the European season. Um, we mm-hmm. saw how good Aleish could be a year ago for that whole first part of the year. Um, there's what was it, the race right before the summer break last year. Um, he was by far and away the fastest guy in the field. I think uh, Quateraro. Oh, Asin. Maybe Asin like basically knocked him onto the grass or right. out of the race, and, and but still like he just back and... stormed back through. Mm-hmm. And all signs are pointing towards him having a massive second half of the season last year. Mm-hmm. And whatever happened, um, you guys might know better than I do. I can't remember anything <laughs> ever. For me, it all started when he rolled right. out of uh, he rolled out of uh, the he rolled out of like, what second place when, uh, when oh, he was yeah uh, he just uh, thought it was the last lap that oh race poor was guy yeah. and, oh that's uh, right he rolled out of it uh on the final lap and he, i think he ended up fifth or so in that right. race but for me i think that was uh, whether it was the embarrassment of that moment or what but that was when the season kind of came that off was the for chink him. in the arm he was yeah. really just uh ha- he was having a mere world champion season right <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? seriously right he was yeah, on yeah. his way right. to re- second third and fourth to, thing his way to the championship absolutely. for sure absolutely 
Uh, uh, he was on his way to read. And then to, I think he yeah. crashed at Silverstone, hurt himself, you know, in the second half of the season. So there were yeah. definitely a few road bumps in there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, in the first two weekends, um, I don't think we've quite seen him at no. his best. We haven't seen him return to that form. So I, we were robbed by the weather at Argentina a little bit. Yeah. So coming into this weekend where, again, they're, they're going somewhere familiar, home country, back back to Europe. Um, he knows this Aprilia now. Um, I, I'm sort of low-key um, putting my money on a leash this weekend. Maybe not for a win, but for, for a big performance. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. You have anything else to add or... Uh, no, it's too unpredictable. I yeah, can't. I sure, can't right even now. begin. Like right. I, I think they're. I do think Pecco is is far and away the favorite still. Uh, yeah. We're talking about a lot of guys who are showing a lot of promise, but the form that Pecco's been in the first two weekends looks yep. uh, pretty deadly. So I've got to think, especially the way he he starts and gets out ahead at the beginning of races, yeah. and then how hard it is to get past him. Oh man, he's he's just consistent enough Passing leading from the front that. Yeah. As soon as he gets out there, if, if he's out there by turn two, it's not necessarily lights out, but it's going to take a heroic performance by whoever's in second or third to to get past him. It's and likely going to take a Ducati, uh, you know. Right. And that, that's one of the things I think is going to be a real wrench in the in the. It, that's going to be a huge part of the story for um, all of the other all the other uh, all the other riders uh, that are not on Ducatis. Is if you can't, I mean, Rins won at Coda, but. Pecco crashed out in front of him. Right. Uh, he didn't ever have to pass that Ducati. Well, not only that, but that is going to be the key to Pecco's defense is having to fight other Ducatis. Absolutely. Right. You know, and that's going to be challenging. So that's where, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Alex Marquez and you say if, if Pecco qualifies first and launches out and gets out ahead, um, you know, and you have, you know, is... Is it going to be another Ducati that qualifies second? If Mark's hit there, maybe he qualifies second. You could see, um, you know, you could see uh, one of the Aprilias, you know, in the top three. Oh, Fabio could be up there. Fabio could absolutely qualifying be, at her to be for second. Sure. So if you are, you know, another Ducati and you, you're going to have to come past a couple of other of, of, of other riders to get to Pecco, does he get a couple of seconds ahead of you? Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be a huge challenge. And, you know, I don't know, you know, this year if we've seen somebody – uh, overtake a Ducati. Um, I guess we I don't have we we haven't seen somebody overtake Pecco out of the lead on merit. Um, you know, can anybody get past his elbows and the power of that Ducati um, while he's while he's you know upright in in good condition? So well, we did see Bez pass him at Argentina in the wet. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, so we got some VR46, you know, dirt track and rivalries happening. I really do think it's going to be really challenging for a Honda, for a Yamaha, especially even an Aprilia. Um, I, you know, KTM, maybe I just don't see it. Uh, you know, if Peco p- passing Peco in, in form, just heads up. I just don't see it happening. I just think the power is too much. I think they might get past him for a second, and by the end of that lap, he'll still be ahead of him. So I do think that's a big part of the story is how things qualify out and how, how yeah. that race start mm-hmm. happens for Pico. Hereth isn't always the easiest place to pass either. So yeah, It's a, very true. Very so true. we'll have to keep an eye on that. And, and again, yeah, like you said, the Ducatis – and and Pecco, so yeah. yeah. So to that end, I think you know this weekend my predictions. I got uh, I got to say I think um, Zarco is going to come through. Uh, I think you got an old hat at an old track, and uh, he's going to shine. 
I don't know if I can put my money on a win. I really hope it's Zarco's first win this weekend. It's going to come. I really hope it comes. I hope he doesn't finish his career without a win and a backflip. Um, so I'm keeping my eye on him. I'm, I'm rooting for Zarco this weekend. Uh, I think that Pecco, like you said, is going to be there to, you know, at least finish on the podium, put in that solid race to get his championship back on track, win it if he can, but settle for a podium if necessary. And Aleish would also be uh, one of the racers I've got for the podium. Uh, I think also, I don't know if I should say Aleish. I think that an Aprilia is going to be on the podium. Yeah. My bet is that it'll be Aleish, but, um, you know, like we talked, Vinales could have his day. Mm-hmm. And if he has his day, well, he's going to beat Aleish. We all know that if if it is Maverick's day. And then never count out Oliveira when that guy figures it out. And if he's back this weekend and if he is feeling it, he could be there. I'm just thinking, you know, if he's coming off an injury, he might not be the guy. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the Aprilias is going to be in the shot for a podium. I think the VR46 guys are going to be there, but I don't think they're going to be on the podium. They might surprise me. Uh, I think they'll be in the mix, and I think Fabio will be right outside the podium too. The VR46 guys might be similar to the Aprilia factory team. Right. Uh, one of them. One of them might be on the podium, but, but probably not. Yeah, probably, probably not both, both of them. They seem to, they seem to go... Could I, don't be. Know, I think there will be some races. You know, Magello could be super interesting to see where VR46 mm-hmm. comes out at Magello. That that could be pretty stellar to see. Pecco, Bazecchi, Marini, all three of those guys yeah. are going to be gunning for the podium at that race, no question. Yeah. Magello is a different story. That's yeah. going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. One of the best races of the year, no question. One of my favorites. But yeah, here at Jerez, um, that, that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm putting my money. Uh, I think those are great, really solid predictions all around. Uh, I just really, I'm really excited for her. I'm really excited for oh, man. I cannot uh, wait. getting into the European, you know, section of, of the season here. Um, there's so much excitement to go on. If Mark is back, always fireworks. I think, you know, we, there's a lot of good predictions here. Um, and Nene is going to be going to be back this weekend too, or at least he's there going yeah. through okay. a fitness check. So. You know, again, coming off injury, hard to know mm-hmm. what he's actually going to do here at Jerez, but you can never count him out. Never right. count an A out. <laughs> you never count him out. Is there a, is there one thing that you guys are going to be rooting for? Like if you sit down and, and start from for practice on Friday and then looking forward to the sprint race, the Sunday race, like when when the when the flag drops, who where are your eyes looking? Who are you looking at? And what are you hoping is gonna happen? I'm gonna close my eyes. Whenever Alicia's on the screen, because I'm going to be rooting for him, but I'm super scared he's going to let me down somehow. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of keep a half eye uh, open on how his weekend's going. Uh, and Zarco, like I said, man, I, I really want to see how he progresses through the weekend. I think Hareth is a place that he can do it. I think he's been faster before. And one of these days, it's going to be his day and it's going to come together. And so I'm excited to see if he can pull it off. Uh, I'm going to be looking at the Marquez brothers. Uh, yeah. If Mark is there, obviously I'm just going to be really focused on on how he's doing. You know, it'll depend on the weekend how how if he's if he's ra- if he's racing and then how healthy he is. If it, if he's if it's going to appear like he has the strength to compete for a podium, or if it's hey, this is going to be a race to you know get my thumb into race shape. You know, and part of my rehab is just getting on the bike. Um, then you know I don't then. In, you know, any any anything less than you know, kind of a podium um, effort by Mark Marquez in terms of his fitness, I'm going to be looking at Alex. 
Um, and so I, I, I've been really rooting for Alex this this whole year. I think he got just un, super unlucky at Coda, and so that's where my eyes are going to constantly be going. Is is how is he doing? Where is he at? Um, is he you know is is he a factor? I think he can you know if he's in the top eight, um, he's going to be dangerous. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in terms of a podium. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think I'm actually going to be tracking the same. Mostly, mostly Alex. Um, one difference between Aaron and I, I have not been on like the Marquez hype train for for years. I was I was much more in the Rossi camp on on most of those things. Yeah. Um, really uh, fell for Pedrosa, but um, for me, um, it's hard to not root for Mark after everything we've seen him go yeah. through. But also because he yeah. is the bar, and we want him to show that he is still the bar. And we want to see how everyone else, all these young guys, that get all this hype how they stack up when the king comes back to the throne. Yeah. And so it's it's hard not to watch that now. It's hard not to root for a guy who's fought through so much adversity. We've lived through the eyes of Mark Marquez for for a decade now in the yeah. GP class. Um but then what's really been tugging at my heartstrings over the last couple of years is Alex. Like seeing him step out of the shadow. So definitely this weekend I'm going to be tracking um Alex most of all, but um it's definitely wanting Mark to pick up the mantle again. Yeah, it's a really good point, Aaron, on the on Mark Marquez and how he's going to ride this weekend because, you know, three, four years ago, you know he was just going to throw everything at it no matter what. And uh, through the last few years and his experiences, you know, yeah, he, he has started to show up and not just throw everything at it, you know, maybe ride within himself a little bit to make sure he can make it to the next round and actually heal up a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I thought, I, th- I thought that might be the case until Argentina and the dude just came out like throwing the bike around, just bullet, just running into people <laughs> and just going, going, to, going to town even before the accident. I mean, he absolutely was making significant contact, um, you know, uh, r- riding extremely aggressively and it was it was riding aggressively. I think you know there's more to do more to do with the front end of Honda in that incident. But um, uh, was that Argentina? Is that what you think? No, it was Port Port of Mayo. Port of Mayo. Yeah, okay. Port of Mayo. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, I think it had more to do with the front end of the Honda in terms of the, the accident. But it also happened the way it did because of how aggressive how he is. Absolutely nuts. Aggressive he was. He was going on you know a front end that probably didn't deserve his trust. So you know we'll, we'll see. I, I agree. Um, I honestly think that you know if he's fit, if he's feeling like he's physically able to um i don't think we've yet seen him hold back <laughs> in terms of you know making making right. sure that he's healthy like riding like an older man that's been injured for a couple of years so you know we'll see uh, and i think you know it he he could be his his moment to really prove prove it at harath if the comeback you know this is where it all started you know does, is this where the next chapter starts for him let's go full circle let's do it man yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so um, this has been uh, awesome talking about Hareth, uh pre-weekend. Um, if you are enjoying the pod, uh, like and subscribe. Yeah, um, for sure. This is our first one. Um, jumping right in here. And then um, we have, uh, we'll, on Sunday, we'll be uh, doing a post-race yeah. uh, with Jerez, kind of taking down uh, all of our, our takes on the action. Um, so, yeah, we hope to see you there. And uh, hope to see you guys uh, throughout the season. Let's get it. Let's do it. Awesome.